Welcome to the Salt Circle Podcast. My name is Hank. With me, as always, is Ben. I didn't even know we were doing a podcast. Fucking asking me if I want to play HOTS. I mean, you know, I got a lot of stuff on my mind. Lots of irons in the fire. Speaking of video games... Oh. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. 10 Uh. out of 10 segue. Did it. I mean, it's better because I, I let it just sit there. Yeah, and, let it marinate a little. Yeah. Let the dead air speak for itself. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're, it's we're talking... The, it's yeah. the most important part. We're talking about video games. Yeah. Specifically, <laughs> we're going to be doing a series on stuff that influenced us for like different forms of media. But we're going to start with uh, video games. Yeah. So that will be the topic for this week. I mean, um, where do we want to? Where do we want to pick up? Where do we want to? Where do we want to step into this? I mean, this was this topic was you. You came up with it, so I'll give you the. Okay. You, well, you can start. Um. <laughs> I guess in as a general concept Mm -hmm. like there is little to no time in my life that i haven't been into video games Mm -hmm. um like the earliest i can remember is when i was in daycare and there was like the daycare lady's son had a nintendo 64 and it only got worse from there (laughs) Like got a Game Boy when I was five, Game Boy Color I should say, and yeah, that was like the first video game that I actually owned. Like I didn't have to go to daycare to play it. That was nice. It's yeah, it's 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 always been there. Um, Mm -hmm. fucking motorcycle just turned on at like outside my window. That was cool. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) This is a cool podcast. We have motorcycle sounds. So yeah, I guess that's my like mm-hmm. not, not even a backstory, but just like there was never a time when video games weren't a thing. Yeah, that's kind of the the same for me. I don't even remember getting my first Game Boy. Yeah. Really? I I probably remember stuff before that, but um but yeah, that my first video game thing was was the original Game Boy. I had Super Mario Land 2 for it. Mm-hmm. Which I will, I will definitely spend some time <laughs> talking about. But um, yeah, that was that was the thing because my my parents got me a Game Boy because they thought I would play it less if it wasn't or some somehow in their head if I if they bought me <laughs> oh, a system no. it, I I would be it would be more of a commitment than this Game Boy and they were wrong about that that was that was that was a mistake yeah. on their part that yeah. they made. You mean you got me the but, thing uh, that I could play anywhere? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, yep, did a lot of that, and I lost that Game Boy at some point, and I was sad. As you I, do, they got me, got another one. I got the clear one then with the clear plastic. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, so it, I don't know. It, I don't want to say it influenced me a ton. Like, I don't hold some lasting 
impression of it that affects me to this day, but my mm-hmm. first game was 007 GoldenEye for Nintendo 64. That's the first one I remember. Mm-hmm. And I like remember playing it. And it was uh it was a good time and yeah, it's I, I don't know. It it it's not like I've grown up like, man, shooters are the best. 007 GoldenEye <laughs> was the best. They peaked. And it's the best genre. Like it's it's a good game. I mean, minus the terrible controls going back. Yeah, it hasn't aged I've, the best. I have tried to play it for the nostalgia. It's better in my head. It's much better just staying in my in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Some at some point like it took a while, but at some point my brain got reconfigured for controlling the camera with the right stick. And once you get that part in oh, your brain yeah. trained, oh, it's yeah. really hard to go back to Goldeneye. Yep. No, it's... <laughs> yeah. It's fucking... It's, uh, it's rough. Mm-hmm. And it has the uh, the aesthetic issues a lot of N64 games. But you could hide in the vents in that one multiplayer level, and that was the best. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh, hiding. Of, there was a lot of good stuff with it. Good Fun times with friends when you play multiplayer games with people and not with the internet yeah yeah no that was a that was a daycare staple why we were allowed to play seven <laughs> golden eye as a four-year-old i don't know five-year-old that whatever it was but there you go and what i, I mean it could have been worse they could have been giving you something like really that would really damage you like, like mario party yeah you know something that would just destroy any social skills i had yeah or, or physically destroy you, too. Original <laughs> Mario Party. Physically destroy me. Yeah. Um, just thought of another... Thought of another <laughs> game to yeah, play yeah. down. Uh, so for me, uh, Super Mario Land 2, it didn't... Is so this is mostly question in first. retrospect. Yeah, sure. Is that uh, six golden coins? Yes, that is okay. six gold. Okay. Super that Mario I... Land Two, the six golden coins. I know where Wario is the well, yeah, the the final boss, and he is the uh, that is the first game that Wario is in. So I I think I it's definitely seen like original Super Mario Brothers before, but like this is the one I own, so this is like the Mario game for me, kind mm-hmm. of. Even though like at this point, I think. Super Mario Bros. 3 is, is my favorite, because sure. Six Golden Coins doesn't doesn't play so... Like, it is frame rate issues, yeah. mostly, well, just because of the... It's pushing the platform too hard. Like, if you look <laughs> at... um intense. Well, if you look at original Mario Land, which is much more basic, like, that's, like, 8 pixels on Mario or something compared to, like full Super Mario World style drawing of Mario in in 2. Again, that came out after Super Mario World. It's like yeah. m- a much later game. But uh the original the original Mario Mario Land is built for the Game Boy, so there aren't like things that would that would that system couldn't handle it wouldn't do. That's why when you stomp on a turtle in that game it just becomes a bomb that explodes and it doesn't become a shell that moves across the screen. Yeah. Whereas six golden coins is like, nah, fuck it. We're going to have a shell that's going to roll across the screen and it's going to like lag the whole gut game. We did it on Super NES. We could do it here. Fuck it. It's just, yeah. 
I stole so that just, game. There's just <laughs> literally as a child, like you fucking before criminal. That, before that, like sense of moral <laughs> morals is like instilled in you. Like I, I 100% stole that game from another kid on the bus. He lent it to me. I convinced him that my dog ate it. Wow. And then I had that game. <laughs> I forget if I ever gave it back to him or, like, uh-huh. what happened. He wasn't upset about it. Like, too upset about it. He's one of those posers that the doesn't love internal. video games. Internal. Oh, so you you gave it a better home? Is what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, you're you're the fucking Robin Hood of video game theft. Yeah, I steal from the steal from the to the, the weak and give to yourself. <laughs> Superior being, I mean, as history yeah. would show, yes. I'm not saying I turned out better, but I did. Oh, okay. Look, Central he Wisconsin real... man, like throw a stone <laughs> and like. That's fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, uh, the. The thing that a a Wario is just a great character, and that's the first game he's in. He's super good. But the thing that's like really gotten my head about Super Mario Land Two doesn't come didn't come until retrospect when I realized what the story of that game is. You wanna you wanna refresh those who might not know. <clears throat> so it's it's a for one it's it's a Mario game that where the it's a direct sequel, like it's a follow-up on the story from the first game, which Mario games fucking never do, so that yeah, always, no, that's, that's just an annoyance. But, um, so in the original Mario Land, you're, you go to Sarasana Land to, I forget the fucking, I forget the name of the, the weird alien dude at the end who's the final boss of that game, who's kidnapped Daisy. And you're kind of, and it's like ba- more based on like real world stuff, which is just funny. There's like Egypt and yeah. Easter Island heads, yeah, because they're super. They're the team making it was super creative. You go to China at one point, basically. There's all this bamboo and Chinese zombie vampire things, the hopping ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. The music is real, real fucking cliche. And then you fight a cloud and then an alien in a spaceship, in an airplane. You shoot them. It's okay. like, so that's like, I think part of why I like, I like Cuphead shooting levels so much because I'm like, this is like Mario Land one. Oh man, you get platforming yeah, yeah, and then shooting segments. Um, but so in Mario Land two, it turns out that that whole quest was a trap set up by Wario so that he could take over Mario's castle while Mario wasn't home. Mario has a castle, by the way, in case you didn't yeah, know. Yeah, he just left. It's never that brought place. up again. Nope. This is Mario's. Is That's where Mario lives. He lives in his own castle. Not not in the Mushroom Kingdom. On Mario Land. On a little island with his own castle. Yeah. He's baller. Where else is the plumber going? So, yeah. So it was all. But so that whole. Your whole heroic journey was all a trick. It was just. You were sent off on a foreign war while back at home the corruption spread and then the final boss of uh of the original super mario land is now one of the the six like love uh area bosses he hangs out he's on the moon you find him on the moon right okay this is all like coming back to me in bits and pieces so 
Yeah, so just that idea of like, oh, this thing you were doing, it was all, like, that's like super instilled at me from from that game, which is like a classic storytelling thing, but I don't think video game sequels do it enough still. Mm-hmm. Certainly, Mario games fucking never do anything with their story, so that's Mario like is leagues like... again. It's leagues above any fucking Mario story. I <laughs> just because it has an idea. I get pissed in modern Mario games when they have the little cutscenes and stuff because the story is so shit anyway. That why bother? <laughs> just get me right to the gameplay. It's like you know hijinks. Oh no, Bowser kidnapped Peach again. Better give him a cutscene to explain it. This time, Bowser stuffed a fairy in a bottle. Go get him. (laughs) That was Super Mario 3D World. (laughs) Still not, uh, uh, not dipped into it. That's the 3DS one, right? No, that's the Wii U one. Okay, then I have dipped into it, and I 100% forgot their 3D land setup for is the, uh, is the 3DS one. Because land is for handhelds and world is for consoles. Of course. Yeah. Mm. You get to play with Rosalina later in that game when you after you beat it or after you get yeah, after you beat the like the main thing before you See, unlock the extra world. That I know Whatever. because when I was getting into it finally and like Peter mm-hmm. was playing through it with me and he had already he had already played through and stuff. Um, yeah, I said something about like, yeah, there's this, there's like these couple levels and it seems like there's this other stuff. Like, do you get another character or something? He's like, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> it's a Mario game. Go ahead. <laughs> like, I don't care. Well, I don't think, I mean, you already have Peach. You can already do all the stuff she mm. can do. I think. I mean, I also, like, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's an explanation. Okay. Also, you could probably get there with anyone anyway. I, I got you did no some idea. weird jump. It's usually how those games work. They usually don't lock you out of stuff for per character. On that game, I don't think I don't remember no, though. I, have I played no it. Idea. I played it. Played it through once with a friend, or, basically. Do you get something for like beating each level with each character or something? No, it's was... getting the the coins. You're unlocking. Uh, you're getting three coins in every level, like. 3D Land in, like this new Super Mario Brothers games. Okay. That's the thing. That game is not influential on me, so let's let's (laughs) move off it. But so so then then the next Mario Land game is like, let's subvert even more, and now Wario, now you play as Wario, because Wario is the best. So you're you're playing as Wario... And the thing I love about it is that it turns now your main motivating factor is like the thing that you're always actually doing in those games, which is collecting coins. Okay. Like all Wario gives a shit about is money. So it's like you, the player and Wario, you're on the same page here. You're just here to get the shit and beat the level and whatnot. You're not, you're not looking to save anyone. Looking to get paid. And then you get a magic genie, and then you make a wish for a castle, but you have to give him the money to build it. Oh, no. (laughs) And depending on how much money you give him at the end, it gives you a better castle. Nice. Or a worse castle. Like, if you have, like, no money, it gives you a birdhouse. (laughs) 
And if That's you have, if you if you max it out, you get a a planet. Right on. Right with on. Wario's face on it. Oh no, it's pretty great. I take it. I take it back. <laughs> but just that idea of then, like again, changing things up, turning the the villain into a protagonist, though he's still still same motivator. Those are all, and a, a character like motivated by greed that's all that's all pretty pretty influential on me i kind of the character that i should have loved as a kid that i never cared about gi joe though is destro but i kind of backwards backed into imagining that kind of character on my own independently and only later found out that the thing i actually was thinking about probably existed in G.I. Joe, but I just never liked G.I. Joe because I don't like regular people. Regular dudes yeah, are it's, boring. It's boring as fuck. Like, I mean, we'll get to this later probably, but like, you know, if there's Halo, why would I want to play Call of Duty? I don't want to fucking relive World War whatever. I want to fight aliens. Well, and you should play new Call of Duty, like Call of Duty fucking Infinite Warfare or out in space. Yeah, but Whatever. like then it was trash. So, wow, it's not my fault. Wow. Were... Anyway, <laughs> um, I'd say, I'd say like the first game, and I'm gonna like cheat here and do like two games that span like two, two yeah. different times in my life. I mean, I was kind of just talking about a series. So yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I mean, okay, well then, like as a series, we can probably just do Legend of Zelda. Um, what? Yeah, I know it's Garbage. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's trash. No, <laughs> the little little uh, indie series you might have heard of. Um, I mean, I came to Zelda pretty pretty late, honestly. So, Ocarina of Time was like GoldenEye was my first game. Ocarina of Time was probably my second. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was still just like I didn't own it for a couple of years, like after. I would just be playing it at daycare. Um, yeah. So it was that, and I was still young enough where I knew I liked it. Like, it was a really good game, but it... it just that, that weird age where you can't, like, realize stuff necessarily. Like, you're not putting your thoughts into specific feelings, or your feelings into specific thoughts, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, that would come later with Wind Waker. Or actually... No, wait. I'm doing, yes, Wind Waker. For some reason, I thought that I I got Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. Like, which one came first? Confused. You was, skipped Majora's Mask. I did for the most part. That one I came back to way later, and yeah, it's it was good. But by that time, I was like, eh, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. That, like, that's it, like how a lot of people reacted to it at the time. I feel, but uh, yeah, like people, um, kids. I never had an N64, so it wasn't really a thing for me, but my friends at the time... Ocarina was a moment, a thing, even though, like, the part of that game that I remember the most was just the fishing mini game for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, it's the first, like, big open-world game with a fishing thing I played, and before it was just every game, every Japanese <laughs> open-world thing has this. But, um... Yeah... Like, Majora's Mask didn't seem to make an impact. Mostly, I think, because it looked the same. Like, mostly. I feel like that was part of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that definitely. I'm not I really like the mask. Sure. I thought that all the masks were cool. Like I, the, aside I think Majora's the... Mask is is super super interesting to me, and I like I like watching it. Mm -hmm. I have the same problem playing it that I have with Ocarina. Like to me, that's indistinguishable because I just don't like the the combat or the way. Yeah, moving through the the world goes. But I like the the creepy atmosphere of a uh, Majora's Mask. Sure, I like the oppressive feel. Yeah. Um, I would, I... Although like, the time net mechanic would have thrown me fucking nuts as a kid. I could not have dealt with that. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Zero percent chance I would, I would have played that real game. Annoying. Uh, Wind Waker, though. And... I don't know, it wasn't my... Fr I guess I didn't realize, like, how much people were like, what the fuck? Because, you know, sailing is slow. You have to, like, pay Tingle 10 billion rupees to get the stupid charts decoded. I mean, the bigger thing find at the, the time, even the bigger thing at the time was just the art style. The art just people shitting. Well, yeah. That was, like, the biggest thing. I, not having played it and not really, only knowing one person who had it, the the big conversation around it was, like, this art style's stupid. And I was like, that art style seems kind of okay. Like, it, like, I think that'll, it'll age better than all this other stuff. Oh, absolutely. I was kind of upset when has. they gave it a remake. <laughs> Because it's the only one that doesn't need a remake <laughs> in terms of graphics. Well, yeah, well, well, they fixed the gameplay stuff, too. Yeah. And they added Light Bloom, Ben. So much light. They light added, Bloom. They, you know, half the budget <laughs> went to everything else, and the other half was the Bloom effects. Well, I mean, they added a selfie mode, though, so 10 out of 10. Yeah. That's pretty good. But I just, I really like the sailing. Like, that's something in games that... I, I mean, up until that point, was the, I had never encountered that before, first off, and I'm like, okay, this is something I like, we can do more of this, like, make more Zelda games on the ocean, and then they did, and they were trash. But, uh... I liked time, Phantom I mean, Hourglass at the time. I, I didn't. I, I, that, that control scheme hasn't held up, and the yeah. fact that you go back to the same dungeon over and over again doesn't isn't great. Yeah. But uh, at the time, uh, that was the first Zelda game I, I got into, owned myself, and beat. So I have a attachment to that one. It's fucking Spirit Tracks is garbage. Oh, no, that's tra that's absolute... That's 110% garbage. It has... F um, like, the, the best part about... Also, the best part about Phantom Hourglass is that it's Lineback, and then Spirit Tracks has fake Lineback. Like, Lineback's Descendant, and he's terrible. Great. I hate him. Great. <laughs> Lineback um, forever. It actually was, fun fact, right before, well, not right before, but before I actually got Wind Waker, um, I was trying it out at, like, a store. You know, they have a little demo kiosk things. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was a stupid game because you could only move diagonally. You could only walk in diagonal directions. It wouldn't be until a good while later, longer a longer time than it should have been, that I realized that the controller was just broke. <laughs> so I was like, "This is a fucking dumb decision." Like I'm sitting there pissed off because the game was kind of fun, except for the part where you could only walk diagonally. Like who thought this was a good idea? It's a terrible game design. But uh, you know, then I That's... tried it out again and. Turns out... That's uh, incredible. <laughs> well, you know, you're a little kid. Like, why would the store put out a broken controller? What, who would do that? 
Who would do what monster? I know, I know right? Like would lie to a child. <laughs> and uh, then the big one, the big one, uh, Twilight Princess. That was, and that like even for games, it wasn't necessarily huge, but like in my life, it was like Twilight Princess is the reason indirectly that I am here doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those things where playing that game led to pretty much every other choice in my life. Because I played that game. I really, really fucking like that game. It was the... Is it the, Is it still the second? I think I've only, I've only ever beat three Zelda games in full. One of them is Wind Waker, which I've done like 12 times. I beat Twilight mm-hmm. Princess once. And I loved it. I loved the ending. I loved Midna as a character. I was like, man want to see more of her and that was when the nintendo insider forums were still a thing and you know stumbled across this thread that someone had made like yo bring midna back like we want her in another game i'm like yeah i agree with this so got talking got more talking the thread turned into like a hundred pages trump got it shut down for spam (laughs) yeah that's right that's right crump out of nowhere I got pissed at Crump, then talked to him for a couple weeks. So those were like all my friends at that point, or like online friends, I should say. Uh, new threads started up. Nintendo Insider got shut down. And that was like just one day it's not there. And I'm like, okay. I have. This was pre Facebook. I have none of these people's emails. I know their username, but they were, as far as I know, they were just on Nintendo Insiders. Or there's other people with their usernames. I don't know. So, there was a couple months where everything was bleak, and then one of them, like, randomly messaged me on YouTube, of all places, by googling (laughs) my username, and said that someone had set up, like, an an Insider 2 fan site or whatever. And I, like, went there. Gang was all there. We had enough people and were posting enough that we're like, fuck it, let's make a website. So we made a website in, like, 2008. Like, cut to a year or two later or whatever. Peter fucking rolls in. <laughs> Good times were had for years. And then, uh... You know, people people just, you know, the, that momentum stopped. As uh-huh. it does with, like, every <laughs> fan site like that. Um Yeah. You realize and, Twilight Princess is just okay. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, it was still more about the community. If Discord yeah, had been, a, like, and we were using IRC oh, yeah. chat. So, like, mm-hmm. if Discord had been around, I'd probably still have that chat room and still be hanging out with those people. But it was IRC, yeah, so fair. eventually people stopped fucking logging into IRC. Um, yeah. But then at some point, like, you know, we still had those, that MSN messenger bullshit and a couple of them on Facebook and... At some point or another, Peter was like, hey, there's this community I've been, like, talking to, and people are pretty cool there. It's called, uh, it's called Pixel Response. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and I showed up, and here I am. So, that Pixel was a response, big one. What's that? What, yeah, what, what that, that Pixel Response died. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of died. It got renamed. but got, yeah. Much like Spaghetti Cast. What website Earl had to change. So yeah, that was, you know, 
maybe not necessarily <laughs> the uh, the complete theme of the of the. Topic, yeah, but that's but a pretty big. That's a pretty big one. It's a pretty big influence. Like no other no other game since has done. I think that's like a one time thing, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not gonna play a game and then get so immersed in it that I'd go out and obtain obtain like a whole new friend group. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It happens, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Not to me. That's not how I. I don't get into games in that way. I guess. Maybe? Yeah, no, it was certainly yeah, a one time. Not... Like, I enjoy... Now Now it's just to the point where, like, if I like a game, I just want to discuss it with the friends I already have <laughs> instead of, yeah. like, finding out new communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been... I've never been big on seeking people out to talk about stuff. It's kind of a wonder I'm here doing this with people. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. How did that happen? <laughs> right. It's not... It's, it's against my nature, inherently. Um... Yeah. So yeah, Zelda. Zelda. And specifically Wind Waker and more specifically Twilight Princess. Yeah. So uh now we need to talk about one of the biggest influences on me, which was Final Fantasy Seven. It's a pretty big Yeah. It's a pretty popular game. Yeah, I've heard of it. But so that was like the I can't it came out around the same time as Pokemon. So that's like those two points are my in- introduction to RPGs. Basically, I hadn't played any of the. I had played the the Super Mario RPG on uh, the Super Nintendo once because <laughs> me and my friends rented it without really knowing what it was. Yeah, and then not being thrilled <laughs> with what it was because yeah, we wanted a Mario game. Up. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what is this? It's not action. This is turns. Boo. Boo. Where's the jumping? Why is this weird polygonal, like semi polygonal? Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> I know people really like, there are people who really like the game. I'm not a fan. I really like the. Uh. The one, the first GBA one, Superstar Saga. That's that's my Mario RPG that I like. Okay. But um, the Seven Swords or whatever, I don't remember. Something. I don't remember what the I fucking. Really, I, I remember their swords, but I don't remember the super what the Super Nintendo's called. But Final Fantasy VII. So that was my friends bought it. I didn't have a PlayStation yet. But I I would hang out at their house and I basically watched them play through that whole thing. I played a bunch on my friends on my own. I made my own same file at their place that I played while like they were sleeping at one point. <laughs> and then my friend woke up and started playing and then overwrote his save. Cause he saved like Ooh, through on shit. instinct. He was just mashing the button and that was a bad time. <laughs> so I mean, had that's to his replay fault. through. I mean, yeah, but we had to, we had to replay through a bunch of stuff. I mean, I was upset too because I'm I'm watching that whole file. It was just yeah. it's just sad. It was a great yeah. tragedy occurred that day. Um, but yeah, like so, uh, and it's so there's just stuff in there of like 
I love the, the there's like a Star Wars esque thing to how it starts with the in media res of being on a mission that is just something I've always liked and that kind of cemented it in my head. Okay. Like with that and Star Wars is like this is a good way to tar- start your your epic with like in the action just stuff's happening you'll catch up later and that's like so there's a lot of so when fiction like starts with explaining everything I'm always kind of annoyed and there's like also an aspect to me where I'm totally cool jumping in in the middle of a thing and figuring it out the rest later gotcha I don't I don't need to start from the beginning necessarily you know it's part of also why I'm okay with with spoilers I think it's just like the idea of I'm getting this as it's coming to me and I'm I'm taking it in and then I can fill in the rest will get filled in later if there's like a thing that hooks me now that's that's what's important mm-hmm. I need to be, to be to be hooked in the moment and then I'll care later because if you're just telling me explanation <laughs> then I'm, I'm not even gonna care about it anyway so I've watched a lot of bad anime <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) The worst, my least favorite trend about anime and TV in general is when the first episode is not indicative of the actual nature of the the thing. Like uh, Futurama, which is a show I really like, does that. Where the first episode is is not indicative of what the show is like. And it it turned me off the the first time I watched it. And Mm. I had to to come back to it later. But also, and also, uh, stuff like the, just like the weird terrorism plot, the, the, the chase mystery stuff, it's all influential. And then, uh, Cosmo Canyon as like a, as a idea and a place was super influential to me in, in certain ways. But like the big thing that I need to talk about now is how, so is how that stuff then bled over into the world me and my friends created playing with Legos, where we had, like, nations and political stuff going on. I think I mentioned it Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was on a podcast or not, but I I vividly recall... uh... Yeah. So we had... So, like, we had three factions. Like, theoretically, the good guys who were led by Cosmo, who is... Basically, my friend, one of my friends went away to Canada for like a couple weeks and he had played, he played Legos and told stories while he was there. And then he came back with the, like the returning war hero Cosmo. He had like this Lego dude. (laughs) So he became like the leader of, uh, the good guy faction. Then there was the faction that I created would just building shit out of like the leftover stuff mm-hmm. that my friend of like the, like basically the box of random Legos my friends had, I would just, I would build stuff. And then this is like the bad guy ship. <laughs> and that's that character started just as very influenced by Wario and that kind of thing of being, a uh, and like the, the arms dealing stuff. Like sort okay. of like the 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 ideas from sort of Shinra and also other things, but um, so he was he was into like building stuff and selling weapons. So eventually he became a third faction of mercenaries, who was 
<laughs> okay. Selling weapons to both sides and was sometimes a bad guy and sometimes was would ally with the good guys for political reasons. Following, he ran for president. Following the money. He didn't win, but he ran for president. Yeah, follow the money. I mean, and this then is there lining was... up with the character you played in our Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> session. Uh, he was... It's like that character, but more like if you added more Wario to it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, like, gave him a mustache and bad teeth. The theme I'm and a big hat. is that you enjoy the concept of following cash. Uh, it's fun. I, yeah. I, I mean, I did it in that D&D campaign because I knew I could do it and it was easy. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. Um, and then our their other villain was had been like we just got into like weird dark magic stuff it had like skeleton armies and and then he was also a- allied with evil mech an evil mech empire we it was okay. like off somewhere in the distance but was helping him so that, that yeah you know, you just because you know variety the, you have different lego sets gotta the, allocate uh, them somewhere the classic <laughs> dark magic skeleton warriors being allied with Gundam. But yeah, so Tyrus. like that 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 was a big thing and like Wario and then Final Fantasy 7 stuff were like two 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 big in points on to just just setting that off with me and my friends. Mm-hmm. And how it how it evolved over over time until we stopped giving shit or whatever. Yeah. Until my friends became addicted to AOL Instant Messenger and then Counter Strike and then marijuana. <laughs> addicted in that to order. marijuana. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, one of my friends. You wouldn't think a person could just be addicted to marijuana. Yeah, it was no, a problem. You can, you can, yeah. Okay, people say you can't get addicted to marijuana, and you can't in the sense of like yeah, cigarettes. Yeah. But yeah, you can get addicted to anything. <laughs> Like, yeah, just, so many people are, like, coffee. Coffee's the big yeah. one. Oh, I get a headache if I don't have my four cups a day. Like, you're addicted in a, in a self-destructive kind of way. Yeah, yeah, no, I gotcha. I just, like... <laughs> all those fucking old people ads. Yeah, anyway. Um, I mean, we could probably do a joint thing on Pokemon. Yeah, yeah Pokemon will be oh. its own own episode. Oh, are we just not rolling into that now, then? I can hold I don't, off. I don't think... I don't think we should. I think okay, that should be its own, it own was, thing. It was there. Yes. You can leave it at that. Like it was a thing. That that's certainly a big thing. I don't I don't know that it's I would even say it was influential necessarily, but it was certainly a big big thing I think, that I spent a lot of time and energy thinking about. I and think playing and stuff. The only part I'll talk about is that it was my first it was like the first game that I played that was widespread. Like up until that point, like gaming was mm-hmm. games weren't something that people talked about at school, and then like when Pokemon was a thing, starting, I think for like my class and my like school at that point, mm-hmm. it would be like Gen three, is when everybody kind of got into it. So mm-hmm. like it was around at recess, all the other kids were talking about it. Like I didn't have to fucking hang out with my two friends and discuss Pokemon. Like everybody was bringing their Game Boy Advance to school and playing Pokemon. 
And it was yeah. That social was like, aspect was crazy. Yeah, at school it was like oh, there the pogs were the big thing, and then like yo-yos, <laughs> and then Pokemon. <laughs> it's just when you think about it, like like very primitive toys, and then a fucking then video game. Boom. Yeah. So that was that was crazy. Yeah. Um, I think like skipping past that period then. Uh, the next big one would honestly probably be uh, Smash Bros. And then Melee. Soon after. Like, that, my timeline was all kind of crunched. Like, when I had my N64, there was that overlap with GameCube. So, mm-hmm. that was kind of a miss... Like, a little mashup of varying things. But, especially Melee was like... That's what me and my brother played all the time. Like... When Crump would come over, that's what we played. When other friends would come over, it was still melee. Like, that was the yeah. go-to. Mm-hmm. And just, that, that kind of shaped my, what I appreciate in a fighting game. Like, I don't, in, because, like, I don't enjoy, like, trying to play Soul Calibur now. Like, it was good. I enjoyed it. But then I would look at all the shit and be like, yeah, it's like, Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, A, 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 Y. And then you do your move. Like, that's never appealed to me. <laughs> Ever. I don't know anything. I don't... Soul Calvary is, like, is the word one Because that would, I think, feel super easy to just play. Oh, but, um, yeah, no, you can just, like, yeah. spam shit. But it's one of those things, so, like... So it's interesting because, like, for me, I had like the opposite uh, time with melee, which is, which is just I played a lot of the original Smash Brothers with my friends. Like, we were super into that game, but like playing it with friends, and we would play with like random levels, all items, or or we would turn them off different times. But we never got like competitive. It was just about fighting and having fun. And I had a, yeah. I love that game. And then. Melee came out, and my friends didn't, for whatever reason, they didn't get it. So it wasn't one I spent a whole lot of time with. My time with it ended up being, like, I was at an anime convention in the video game room, and I started playing it, and the people who played with it were the fucking worst, and I hated it. Like, worst (laughs) is in just trash, or worst is in, like, I'm all about that wave dash. Yeah, it's fucking uh, no items, Final Destination only, just sucking... No items, and Final Destination, Fox only. Sucking Freeze all stock. the fun out of that game. Like, it was just not fun anymore. And I like competitive one-on-one fighters, but the way yeah. they they turned that game into something that just I didn't enjoy and was, like, yeah, no, it's fair. a bad experience is, like, I always kind of... Like, unfairly, I hold that against Melee just because that's the game I experienced it with, even though yeah. I can recognize some of, like, I love the the post-game score screens in Melee that they stopped doing for some reason, of, like, the weird awards is probably my favorite oh, random yeah. thing. But then, um, and then in college, we started playing original Smash Brothers. So, like, even again, Melee, like... Melee existed. The one we got into first in college was original, and then Brawl came out, and we played. We started just playing a bunch of that. Like, and That's the people gross. I played with had had similar feelings towards Melee from from different experiences. So we liked playing that one because it just didn't have the the 
the tinge of competitive grossness and unfriendly behavior that that was associated with melee. So we just played played that one and had fun. You could build your own stages, which were super dumb yeah, and bad. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, <laughs> I liked the fucking the fucking single player in that game was good and stupid and silly. Yeah. Also, See, I, I like playing with Kirby, and Kirby plays worse in melee. It's, it's the, he plays the worst <laughs> in that game. So, I think, yeah, the the comp thing with melee, like I never really encountered that. I guess the only time was me and uh, me and Crump signed up for a doubles tournament, like mm-hmm. when it was first kind of a thing, like just thinking, okay, like people are just playing Smash Bros. We learned a lot. I'll say that we got our asses kicked because you know. We do other things with our time. Yeah. And the, the fact that everyone there was like 10 years older than us. <laughs> um, so that was the thing. Uh, I think when Brawl came out, I played it a fair bit still. But it was just kind of at that point where like, for me, Lee, and the original one, like my brother was still probably who I played with most. Just because mm-hmm. like, he's always there. <laughs> like he's just around. Yeah, and then after a while, like I don't know, as he got older, he got less into video games for a long time. So like he was less interested. Yeah. I was like, whatever. I mean, like, yeah, it's a timing thing. It's yeah. like that time. It's probably when like melee was out for me, when mm-hmm. just people were less into games, so it just wasn't a thing. Yeah. So then, actually, like Smash Four kind of brought that back around. Smash Four, and then like. Mario Kart 8, I kind of hold in the same category. Like, when my brother is around, I'll bring the Switch back and we'll play Mario Kart 8. At some point, there will be a yeah. Smash Bros. game on it, and we will play that. So yeah, my, my big thing with Smash 4 is I haven't had more than, like, one person to play games with in a room. Just it just doesn't happen. And I think Mario Kart's better for if you're just having two people playing a game. Like, it's just way more fun. Yeah. If there are only two of you. I mean, also, I think you need thing, at least three for for brawl to be fun. What we usually do, or Smash or what, we, what we did for uh, Smash Four, and it was surprisingly enjoyable with just two people, just you mm-hmm. know, three stock, free for all, eight person Smash. Like it's just so dumb and yeah. chaotic and stupid that it's pretty. I don't know, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just never, it never yeah. worked for us. Yep. Yeah. I had more fun. Well, rather, had more fun playing Mario Kart basically like it's my me and my friend or playing uh like other games like playing two-player yoshi's woolly world or super mario 3d world just yeah if we're gonna play a game there are other other games to play or mario maker passing back and forth once mm-hmm. the the wii U was a thing yeah that's my my smash yeah experience my kind that's kind of like yeah and that sort of is also just a, mm-hmm. I guess, a symbol of, like, my party game experience thing. Like, that's, you know, yeah, yeah, more person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for me, for me, I, and I also, I'll say, I really like fighting games. Like, I like standard, fight. my first, the first game I bought on a console, I bought, I got, for my birthday, I got a PlayStation with Tekken 3. Because I'd read in fucking... Uh, EGM, the fucking Tekken 3 review, and they'd given it perfect scores. Perfect 10 in every category. I was like, oh man. Oh shit. And then I bought the... When I got it, I got the strategy guide. And my 
My favorite part about the strategy guy wasn't that it had the moves, is that it had little paragraph sub stories for all the characters. It like told you their backstory more than what was was in the manual, and that I love the the dumb story stuff, and I love playing through that game, getting to the end and seeing the dumb cutscenes because that's like. I never really got anyone to play Tekken 3 with me. That was definitely in the age of, like, I have this game, and <laughs> one of my friends have it, so they're, none of them are good at it or want to play with me. Uh, but I will play the shit out of it. And then yeah. I get to be a dinosaur, and that's fun. <laughs> or a bear. Like, just... Of course. Just good good times. Lacking of course. Um, so, then it wasn't till... My friend had an, and so then there were there are other fighting games I played there aren't we played my friends had Marvel superheroes for the PlayStation, we mm. played a lot of that, which is sort of my in for how I know how to play Street Fighter. That was kind of the first first Street Fighter esque game I played, where like doing quarter circle punch was a thing. Because in Tekken, Tekken is I I like as a fighting game to wrap your head around because it's just every button connects to a specific limb. Yeah. So if you want to you want to do something with this this arm, you press this button. So it's like conceptually easy to wrap your your head around rather other than like hard, light, medium or whatever. on on punches and kicks. Uh mm-hmm. and also like just me and my friends big comic book fans, so like Marvel characters were were super fun to play with. Um but then it wasn't. Then my friend got. Eventually, my friend had an Xbox, and he had Soul Calibur Two for it, and we played that. That became a thing. Soul Calibur Two was real fucking good. Yeah, that was that was a big thing. That was like. It was always the thing of like, the the one the gate the fighting games my friends got into were not the ones that I got had, and I wasn't gonna go. I wasn't ever, it was for some reason in my head I was always trying to buy games my friends didn't have so I would be playing different stuff. I didn't want to Yeah, that makes sense. It felt it felt like a waste Kinda. to buy a thing I'd already played or whatever. So I was never so it was always like the struggle of they own this game, they've played it way more than me. I'm like trying to catch up. <laughs> and they're yeah. they're kicking my butt. Uh so that was that was definitely the arc with uh with Soul Calibur 2, where eventually I settled on playing as Spawn, I think was the first character I settled in on in that game. Just because, you know, he's Spawn. I would, I never loved Spawn. But but Spawn was like, in the comics, he was like a cool drawing, but not like a good character. I don't know, I like that movie okay. It's pretty bad, but I like it. But it, it wasn't like I was super attached to Spawn. I just liked how that he played in that game because he was dumb and he did all these spins. He would like shoot, shoot around, and you could get I could get ring outs really easily. This is the best part. Get a, get a ring out. Oh yeah, we'd also played Star Wars Masters of Terracasi too much. Definitely played too much of that game. <laughs> like. The weird, the weirdest part to me is watching videos of people like unearthing that game and saying, "Look how bad this is." I'm just like, "Yeah, but you don't know the moves." Like somehow, I fucking am terrible at learning moves and fighting games. Somehow we knew how to do. We played enough of that game that we learned the moves just from like, yeah, playing it enough and having a magazine. Yeah. Or you accidentally do something and you're like, "Wait, shit! How would I do that?" And you keep trying until you. The best is with in that game is with Thok, where you can. 
just get bigger and bigger. <laughs> you just make yourself grow <laughs> until you reach a certain size, and then you can expel all the energy and shoot a big ball of fire everywhere, and then you shrink back oh. down. <laughs> but that game is, like, really clunky, but that was, like, I didn't know better for fighting games still. Yeah, I was an idiot, dumb kid, and it's Star Wars, man. You can yeah. play as Boba Fett. That's or, that is the fucking dream. <laughs> like that's actually just the, like I played as Boba Fett. That's all I've ever wanted. I've got a jetpack. I can I've fire got... that missile on that jetpack. <laughs> you could play as whore. I always wanted to play as a Tuscan Raider. <laughs> yeah. And go. <laughs> you don't get to rape anyone though. That's not in that game. Uh, yeah. There's too uh, many and then, jokes and I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then after Soul Calibur, the next one was Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, which that game is fucking hard. And it, uh, it, it's super good, but, uh, that was the game I got my ass kicked over and over and over again. My friends were playing it, were super into it. Mm-hmm. Um,. And I just got my ass handed to me over and over again until eventually I came to love that game and got pretty good at it. Like, it's just like getting your face kicked in until, you know, you callous over and come hard or whatever. You come You get your face good. kicked in until you, until you become hard. over yeah. and you uh-huh. come hard. Become, but sure. That's, I heard what I heard. <laughs> I heard what I heard. Uh, yeah. And that one took a long time for me to find my, where I found a character I liked, even a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I eventually settled on Chun-Li, who's now my, my favorite. And turns out it's kind of top tier in that game, so that was cool. Yeah. And that's like, going forward now, that's like my, my base mark for, for fighting games, if I'm playing a, a gotcha. what I judge them against, what I... My favorite one. They're they're putting it out in that Street Fighter collection, and I'm super excited because there hasn't been a good way to play it since the 360 version, which I still play occasionally. Yeah, I, I just and that's just and that's just like late game, late era sprite work. Like it's just super. I love how it looks. Oh yeah, it's no, like, those those games like that game looks really nice. It's it's one of the la- last of that. It. That generation of uh, sprite-based fighters, where mm-hmm. they looked super good, and they were, uh, I'm sad they moved to polygonal stuff because it doesn't look as good. Although Arcs, Arc has at least found a way that the CG models look good, where they make them look good in 2D, even though they're 3D models. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive, like that new Dragon Ball Z fighting game and uh, the last Guilty Gear thing, that both. They look good. Those games look good, but they don't have that that sprite charm. Yeah. Also, there's great voice work in Third Strike. There's some good, like, voice clip stuff. It's just all it all hits. Good music. Like, I also loved Marvel vs. Capcom 2, but I don't like that game. Has like one song in it, <laughs> just like, and like it's all jazzy. It's weird. It's a weird soundtrack. It I sounds like say. an amazing soundtrack. It's Jazzy. just fucking weird. 
I want to take you attention. for a ride. Dur, 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 dur. It's just fucking bizarre. Hmm. Um, also, and that game has the weird thing of uh, being because they're just taking fighties from other games they've made, the sprites are very inconsistent from one another. Oh. So, so yeah. like, the ones that are new look super good. And some of them look like dog shit. Like, the Darkstalkers sprites are just fucking old. They don't look great. The, weirdly, the Street Fighter characters don't look great either. Because that's before Third Strike. So they're they're using, like, alpha. I don't, I don't, they're using, like, they're using old sprites. So they're also, the characters are, like, different sizes. Like, so oh, Ryu yeah. comes to, like, Cable's fucking nipples or something. In terms of height. It's just fucking weird. But, uh... Also, that's a game... That game, I had one of those moments of... Oh, I don't like this game anymore, because this person is too good. Where... And it was what? with friends from high school, where we just... We would get together and play a bunch of... uh uh, multiplayer games and one of my friends just like takes the controller puts it on his lap starts tapping buttons and locking us into infinite combos and it's just like oh this isn't fun anymore like it's all gone all the fun (laughs) it's evaporating before my eyes like that you can do that is just like that's not fun where like you have to just know these specific things to do and then you just win if you get like the first hit that's just uh, now i'm out and it wasn't it wasn't until the that was like the breaking point for that for that kind of 2d fighter until uh until like uh that street fighter thing happened for me Mm -hmm. that was that was a breaking point with fighting games and like and Tekken, Tekken has been on and off for me because some games have been good and some have been not so good. Like Tekken 4 is bad because they introduced... Uh, traditionally, Tekken had been in big, wide-open areas with no ring-outs. Like, the world would just weirdly rotate around you okay. so that you would always sort of stay in the same circle. And then Tekken 4 got rid of that and introduced, like, tiny rings where you would just get someone up against the wall... And you could just fucking wail on them, the shit out of like, them, yeah, into the wall, and just they had like really some really small arenas. It was just bad. Like they just they'd fucked it up. Uh, and they fixed it in five. Five was good, and I had good times playing five with friends. And then I just didn't have a three sixty when six came out, and six is weird, and I've just never never gotten attached to it but that's mostly because i didn't have it when it was a a thing and i never really played it with anyone which is i i feel like a lot of fighting games is who you're playing it with what like the kind of community thing you're getting into and yeah and whatnot no that's that's definitely a thing yeah like when it's when it's a 1v1 scenario when it's 1v1 it's like you need friends i think or you yeah. just well that or like, you have or you have a background and you're just like you mm-hmm. you kind of know what you're doing like if one person is bad that's the only mm-hmm. person you're playing against <laughs> Not yeah like, that's yeah. also a thing that's also a thing of like you have to have people who are friends who are like either willing to get their shit kicked in until they improve that's that was my thing is 
I was always willing to get my face kicked in until I got better. I was I was I was always a player who's willing to just lose over and over again hoping to get better. Whereas my friends, if like if you went at the opposite angle and I played Tekken against them and beat them, they were not into playing it again. So that was a bummer. Yeah. It was like learning. It was just like one of those those things about life, learning about myself and learning about my friends. Of like, oh, this doesn't. This only works this way. This relationship. Mm-hmm. I see. I see how it is. But I think that's enough uh, fighting game talk. Well, speaking of uh, learning things about you and your friends, <laughs> Halo Three was mm. a hell of a time. I think. So it was my first. I'm trying. I think that's probably an accurate statement. That's like the first game that I like my first online game. Like I'm playing against all these other people. Maybe not. That might not necessarily be true, but it's the first one that I can think of, and it certainly mm-hmm. is like, in general, just the best one still for me. Like to this day, I think most of the or not most, I should say, like the good times I've had in game like online games, just randomly. It's still Halo 3. Like, it was such a crazy thing. And that was another one where, like, people at school were playing it. Like, my brother played it. Everybody was playing it. Mm-hmm. Like, relatives would play it. Like, me, my brother, my cousin, two friends from school, Crump, other people, just all <laughs> like, whatever. We're all just going to play fucking Halo. And it was Grandma. just crazy. Yeah, like, Her Grandma dog. gets a controller, starts calling people faggots. <laughs> so she fucked their mom. You know, the usual stuff. Dog starts um, playing, you know. Yeah, we got the goldfish in on it. Nice. Could put a little headset over the bowl. Get him a special controller he can use with his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, just fishing away on it. Um... <laughs> Run buttons yeah. always held in. Just aim and shoot. <laughs> just bumps against the buttons. <laughs> Try to get him the rocket launcher each time. But um, there was, and it's one of those things, like, there were, it, it was a weird, like, friend system in the sense that I would have these online friends, but I wouldn't do other stuff with them. Like, mm-hmm. we would get, to, we they'd be on, they'd be playing Halo. I'd be like, yo, you playing Halo? They'd be like, yeah, I'm playing Halo. I'm like, cool, let's play Halo. <laughs> and then we'd we'd play Halo. It's not like, oh, do you want to play a different game? I don't care. Not That's not what we're about. That's not what this friendship is. We play Halo in this friendship. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play something else, you can get a different fucking friend. Um, so was that. Like, just that whole, yeah, that whole concept of just how how amazing it was. Like, how consistent it was. And this was still... This has led to, like... All of my kind of... Ex- well... Not entire entirely accepting, but... Uh, we had real bad internet then. Mm-hmm. So we'd be playing Halo. But half the time it was not actually playing Halo. <laughs> it's just like... Well, I'm yeah. like... There was... There's been, like, two times... In that entire run of all the years that I played Halo 3, there were like two times 
when somehow the leg was in my favor. <laughs> so, like, we're playing, and Crump is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're just, like, bouncing around the map. Like, you're teleporting and just killing people. Like, you're just behind them suddenly, <laughs> and then they die. I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, this looks so fucking hacked from my screen. I'm like, this is fantastic. Let's do this again. And... <laughs> Other than that, like, I would just get, like, I'd be walking into walls and all this other shit, like, we disconnect, and you just, like, I don't know, like, you'd be kind of pissed at it, but, like, you either play Halo with this, or you don't play at all, so you just learn to accept it. So now it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my internet's being a little bad. Well, it used to be this, so really it's not that bad at all. And yeah. that just, like... That online spirit experience is just something that, I don't know. I, I think part of it is, like, kind of having, like, more online friends and more of, like, a community with, like, Burning Barrel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't really want to go and play, like, Battlefield or something by myself and then throw on my mic and headset or whatever. Like, I yeah. just don't care anymore. <laughs> but that <laughs> that experience was still so good. And also had yeah. possibly, I, I don't want to call it my best moment in gaming, but it is definitely top 10, possibly p- top 5, maybe top 3. Um, You can create your emblems in Halo. You can choose your armor color, and you can do like little three letter, uh, letter number call sign. Um, me, brother, cousin... Cousin's friend, Crump, a couple other people. We decided that we were going to be the pretty pink unicorns. Had a very specific emblem, this color, this pink accent, armor, this shade of pink. Everybody Mm -hmm. was on board. All of our call signs were like, go one, go two, go three, etc. We're all queued up in a party. Or, yeah. you know, doing whatever, like, five-man or whatever the hell it was. I think it was five-man at the time. Like, the five of us mm-hmm. that happened to be playing. And, you know, we're doing... We're talking, waiting for the game to start. And what happens is, like, in the pregame lobbies, you can hear both teams. Like, both teams can talk with each other if they want. Like, you can hear what everybody's saying, and it's just a thing. And so everybody's just having their own conversations, and the teams load in. Dead fucking silence. Two pretty pink unicorn clans. I, my my mind's thinking about it. My our minds are just blown. Like literally, everybody just dead silent, and then everyone just flips shit. Like the <laughs> screaming and yelling, just unimaginable. <laughs> just instant shit talking. The most intense. Like we needed to win that game. It was the most important game of my entire life, and we did. We fucking did it. It was beautiful. I rode that high for years. It got me through high school. (laughs) It was the best. Occasionally, when I'm with Crump or someone, or like my brother, I'll be like, hey, remember that one time when we were the pretty pink unicorns? And we were the best unicorns? Oh, you just you just destroyed a whole squad's life, though. Imagine the team that lost. Yeah. It's like, oh man! Remember when that other <laughs> team of Pink Lincoln showed up and we got our asses kicked? <laughs> oh man! As he passes like the meth pipe or something, like, 
Remember those fucking unicorns back in 09 or whatever? Pieces of shit. I could have been something. But, you know, maybe they should have been trash. They wanted a rematch, and we just said no. We, we I mean, that's, smart. that we was that was the correct call. <laughs> got him. Dip immediately. Gotcha, bitch. Uh, it was that was a fun time. Um, as far as like, I actually realized that I, I had my segue into this, and then never came back to it. Um, oh man! As far as Fred's learning things, mm-hmm. that was like when me and Crump realized that I. At least when it comes to shooters, maybe games in general, but I don't even know anymore. I this only in comparison to him. I have no idea how I would stand up against average Joe gamer, but uh, yeah, I definitely was more on like the like talent side of things. Like I'll pick, I picked up Halo Three, and I was pretty damn good with like zero practice, and mm-hmm. then got the hang of it super fucking fast, and. Crump was not, like, he was trash at first. Like, he was worse by far. But he improved far more. Like, he was better at, like, just, I guess, skill over time. Like, practicing and getting better through that. Yeah. Not that that matters at all, but I wanted to bring it back full circle. Yeah, and I would say... I did not have the... Of my friends, it was definitely my other friend who was better at games right off the bat... And I was not, mm-hmm. but uh, I you know I would get better over time. I yeah. would never get. We usually didn't. I don't think I. I wouldn't say I would ever get super good, except in Soul Calibur Two. I had the thing of when that game came out back on 360. I played it a bunch, and then one night getting back to with my old friends and like, hey, let's play Soul Calibur Two. <laughs> like <laughs> I've been fucking ready, bitch, and I just fucking destroyed them. <laughs> So that was fun. Welcome to the wheelhouse. I was I laughed so hard because like one mirror matches with his character. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, just just fucking revenge. <laughs> now I am the champion. So that happened. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of online experiences. Oh man, the segue. One day, one of my friends told me about a little thing called EverQuest. Okay, I thought you were going to say World of Warcraft, but go on. No, EverQuest. Original OG EverQuest. Talking about online worlds. And for me, EverQuest was like, my friend telling me about EverQuest and me thinking about EverQuest was definitely a much better experience than playing (laughs) EverQuest, I'll say. Because you get in there to play EverQuest, and it's like, fuck, there's this bat. Oh, man. I hope I can win. <laughs> it, was just, it was very slow. Grinding was super hard. You had to be connected to the fucking internet. Yep. Every zone you went into was a loading screen. If you died, you had to... You'd start back in your spawn, and you had to walk all the way to where you're, you died and find your corpse and get your shit back. Because your stuff stayed on your body. So, dying was super scary. The best thing was you could do is... Like, one of those f- hilarious things is... Creeps didn't have, like... They wouldn't, like, de-aggro you if you were in the zone. Mm-hmm. 
so people would run around the entire area, grab aggro from every mob, and then zone out. So then you would zone, someone else would zone in, and all the enemies in the entire zone would be right there at the door <laughs> as they loaded in and just Holy murder the shit, shit out of them. That's amazing. So just that zone would just be fucked for a while. And they're because of how, like, you couldn't, they were, you were sort of limited in where you, where would be a good place for you to go level. Yeah. Like, you, A, you had to know the right zones. There were, like, some zones, like, some zones were certainly better than others. So you kind of wanted to go to the, like, I, definitely when I played that game, I gravitated to specific zones for a level range because I knew that area. I knew how to do it. It was, it was easy and, uh, and efficient. Like, it was a small area. The other things with ever and everquest, like you had to eat f- food and drink water, so you didn't get hungry. Like it had like survival elements, just in terms of you needed that stuff or you would die. Yeah. Uh, regening mana was a super slow process, and you had to be sitting down to restore mana. Well, how else are you gonna do it standing <laughs> up? I so, don't think so, so, so like. If you're, it was so like soloing at a certain point is like not a thing. You would have to go to a zone, try and find a party, and then you and party up, and then you would basically pick a spot where you would all be, where your your casters would and healers would sit for to regen mana while the tank would go off and pull mobs back to you. <laughs> it's okay. just it's so good, but it was also just those moments of like, so. I got to EverQuest. By the time I started playing EverQuest, was probably was several years after I I knew about it and had seen it. But um, so by that point, they they had they had made certain things easier. Like there was now a network of teleporters, which they didn't have before, to get you around the world faster. And also, they introduced the moon, where the uh, the bazaar was, which is basically like the auction house trading place. Which gotcha. worked by people would set up their character as a shop with the stuff they wanted to trade as a, in a physical space. So you would go into this room and there would just be characters standing everywhere as actual shops. And then there was an inventory you could you could search. There was like a search menu also. Mm-hmm. But I would go in that area. I could not move instantly. Like just the lag was unbelievable. It wasn't even the internet. It was just my computer could not handle it. So I'd have to, the trick is you look at the floor and then you can move around freely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. have been there. (laughs) Skyrim vibes. So that's, but just like that, that's where I got introduced to that, like massive multiple of just like this there's so many people here, and this is so jank and broken, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever so, EverQuest was a thing. I played a lot of it. I played a shaman, so I could turn into a bear to give myself five extra wisdom. So bears like, has been an ongoing theme. Apparently, like yes. Apparently, <laughs> apparently. So, and uh, my character was all about buffs. So I had like a spell to buff like every single dumb stat. Like, 
it was fun. Uh, there was also fun spells I had, like I could make characters grow and shrink. I could just make you bigger for no reason. That was fun. Okay. But the annoying thing is you could only have eight spells in your spell bar at once. And you had to manually go into your spell book and switch them out if you wanted to use other ones. And I had more than eight spells I wanted to use by a lot. So there was a lot of it's a lot of like menu management and sitting in place and eventually like what killed that game for me was like go going to a place and not being able to get a party and just like I can't mm-hmm. <laughs> like it takes so long to load into this and then I have to find people randomly and and then group up and it just eventually was too hard. Yeah. But I would never but I never quest I never really had a community I had a friend I played with and he was much higher level than me, so I never even really got to play with him. Mm-hmm. It was mostly it was mostly a solo thing of finding random people to play with and uh and playing with them. And there was just there's just dumb stuff I remember like there is this elf city that was near this uh this orc area that was like kind of my favorite place to level once you'd hit like level ten. It was just like it was just like it was pretty tight. There were good groups of orcs. I liked the the or, the lore of like there was a little hierarchy of like the boss dude, and then there was this dark elf who was there sometimes who would spawn sometimes who was even stronger. So that was like my go to leveling area. But I like to play like evil characters, so I couldn't set my respawn in the nearby city because if I went if like I'm a troll. My my main character was an Ixar, who was like a lizard dude. And if we went to near the, that city, because it was it was good, it was a good faction. The guards would just murder me, like I was an NPC. <laughs> so I couldn't go in the, I couldn't go to town there. Yeah. Um, but there was like a basically their their city was up in the trees, and there was like this big elevator, which was like a big slab of wood that would just go up and down. And there was like one guard. So people would hang out on the stairs and then you would try to like trick people into coming closer <laughs> so they get murdered by the guard or whatever. Like they're they're fun games with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like and like PvP shenanigans. Also that was like my friend was also super into dueling of just fighting people. And my character so I was weaker than him, but my character had the best spell for dueling, which was blind. Which would just make your monitor go completely white. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, it was Can just you like in hots though. <laughs> a, it was like it, it's real bad. It just makes you think your monitor is broken. It's rough, a rough time. Yeah, no, that sounds. <laughs> I mean, it sounds amazing, but it sounds fucking terrible. Yeah, like that's a, one of the things I love about. Like there was also dumb stuff like. Characters had sizes, would be of different sizes, and they would have, like, you couldn't walk through other characters. They would have specific hitboxes. So someone, if you were an ogre, you could stand in front of the door to the bank, and nobody could get in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Until, like, a fucking GM comes and punts you across the world for being an asshole. (laughs) Made it sound amazing. It's pretty good. It's like, so it's like, and there was just like the way the gear worked in the game. It was just fucking nonsense. There was just like so many items and they weren't made with any kind of rhyme or reason. Just like these things that like, they're bad design 
And like the way they would make new content for EverQuest was just uh, more stuff. There was always more. They never went back and like fixed anything. They just mm-hmm. like added on top of and on top and on top and on top for the most part. Which is very different from how then World of Warcraft came out. And uh, yeah. I've been a big fan of Warcraft 3 previously, which is another thing I'm going to have to talk about. But when that came out, that was super streamlined. Like, you had these big open areas before without loading, which was fucking incredible at the time. Like, that was mm-hmm. the biggest thing. of Like, EverQuest was all these specific zones, and you were loading in as you traveled across the world. And World of Warcraft, you loaded in, and then you were just in this giant space. And there yeah. were some dungeons, and then there, and there were two major major continents. But but that was like incredible at the time. But also, it, and also, it ran better than EverQuest at launch. It just besides <laughs> besides the technical issues that on like the first couple of days where they had to h- build way more servers than they thought they would because the game was way too popular. Mm-hmm. Like Blizzard had to like, I think more than double the size of their staff just in tech support stuff support for servers when they launched that game it was way more popular than i thought it would be although i do like i remember that that game being advertised at a movie theater like i went to see a movie and like one of the pre uh trailer thrills was for world of warcraft they certainly they certainly advertised it but um but it was and it was just like that compared to now there's like still plenty of jank and like weird design and mess in original wow but um it was so streamlined compared to what i'd been playing that it was kind of it was pretty amazing and that had its own thing of like good hangout areas where people would just like mill around for for fighting each other like again my friend played way more of it he was a much higher level and i would just watch him hang out and Dual people, one-on-one fights. It's like his big, his <laughs> favorite sit thing. Back with popcorn. Yeah. Because um, my internet and computer were not really good enough at playing in the big open areas. So like, if there yeah. were too many people on, like, I remember going to Alteric Valley for the first time, which was like the big, like hundred person, like f- f- PvP thing. Mm-hmm. Of just this really long fight that had all these all these mechanics and phases that eventually they they streamlined out, but I got in there and I could not I couldn't get to the main fight like my computer started lagging too hard, <laughs> so I would like feel myself getting close as like suddenly the game's running like shit I'm like oh I can I can feel the force of the We're fight there like like I'm fucking Krillin or something, just feeling the. The, the the great battle that's beyond the horizon and not really being able to participate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I... Yeah. And then only later on did I... Once the game was older, like two expansions in, did I start doing any, any raiding stuff. And that's like group experience. But my big, my big community experience with WoW was the... Like one summer while I was home from college, me and a bunch of old, old friends from from before college, like high school or or earlier friends, even uh, got together and started our own leveling guild. And we had a uh, a 
we had a, like a vent chat server that we played on. We would get into like every day for that summer and just shit talk while <laughs> while playing, and that was super fun. <laughs> We just nice. had a bunch of us just every, and like every day we would we'd be on there and some people some people were in and out but some of us were more dedicated and by the end of that summer I still hadn't hit max level in that game in original wow that's how long it took to fucking level when that game was uh as originally balanced and like a couple like even 2 years ago I could play wow and level to 60 in like 2 weeks <laughs> playing casually like Jesus. they, it's like yeah, such a different, crazy. it's such a different thing. And wow, was so much faster leveling than EverQuest. Like the, the jumps in the way they've, that genre has changed in terms of like how much time it's asking of you and how much easier it works. It's fucking weird. But there yeah. was like something about when it was like impossible to do, but you could like, so you could spend all this time thinking about how cool it would be that made it like more potent. Like when oh, it was more in your yeah, mind absolutely. than in reality, it was it was sort of better. In yeah, ways. well, because you're like the journey is better than the end, probably. Like, man, yeah. being level X would be so fucking dope. Yeah, and then like, and I, well, I'm level X now. Okay, whatever. And I would like just in like you just there was also dumb st- like the way the talents used to work in Warcraft to just sit around and theorycraft dumb builds in a way mm. you just can't anymore because they've they've streamlined it too much. Yeah. But uh and the they the, the some of the PvP elements carried eventually like the way they introduced Arena carried the torch for a kind of PvP I'd gotten familiar with from playing Warcraft three and playing Dota. Which, which was earlier, but uh, yeah. So that's that's its own thing. But uh, I'll I'll let you go. You've got if you've got another thing. Um, I'm actually gonna I get I'm gonna like combine three, cause okay. I don't know. It, like there's Oblivion, mm-hmm. there's Minecraft, and then I guess a slightly bigger thing, but still kind of eh, is Bastion. Mm-hmm. So Oblivion mm. was just your pretty run of the mill like holy fuck this is a big world and there's a lot of stuff to do and I can do anything. Yeah, <laughs> like that, you know that's kind of that experience, and mm-hmm. like that got me all pumped up for I I never actually like finished Oblivion because you know it's a Bethesda game so after like I I had several saves where I just kind of like dicked around and never actually really tried to do the story. And then I got serious about it, and I put, like, 80 hours into that file. And about 80 hours in is when the game had, like, a breaking bug, and I could not do anything. Literally zero, zero things I could do about it. Um, mm. I, like, somehow, I don't know if it was random or if something caused it, but I was, like, in a cave, and any time I tried to exit the cave, the game just crashed. Nothing. <laughs> just nothing to be done. So... That ended, but it did give me hype for Skyrim, which I played the fuck out of. Um, played way more than Oblivion, but in hindsight, like, if I had to play, if I had, like, someone's like, yo, we're gonna play through either Skyrim or Oblivion, pick one. It's gonna be Oblivion, I think. Like, Skyrim's pretty, 
but Oblivion just had that that story and like the side quest and stuff. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. pretty crazy to me. Uh, in Crump's first time playing Oblivion, he got lost immediately. Did not know that there was a map, and then just gave up and called it stupid. <laughs> uh, so I can know. relate. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's. I'm just like you never like press start, <laughs> like hit hit buttons. I don't know. Yeah, but so that was a thing. Um, Minecraft is also like almost self-explanatory. Like it's fucking mm. Minecraft. <laughs> like I've got it. I that's the, one of the things when I try to figure out like what game I've gotten the most, like bang for my buck, like mm-hmm. per time played, how much money am I spending like per hour on this game? Yeah. And Minecraft is up there because I hit it when it was like alpha and it was like ten bucks or whatever it was. Yeah. Five or whatever nonsense. I have a, I have a dumb thing where, like, I didn't get it. I, I saw that it was a thing when it was, like, ten bucks. And I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> then it became, like, the biggest thing. It was like, yeah, but I passed on it when I when I could have gotten in the ground floor. So now I don't care about it. Wow. Just, like, okay. dumb. Fucking <laughs> this guy. Yeah. That was just. Uh, yeah, and I mean, whatever. I played it, like, I mean, Crump played it a bit. Like, I'll still go back now and again, but mm-hmm. I think it just, I don't know. It was just that really cool concept of, like, and I think, um, was that, like, I, I think you were there? I feel like Paul was there. The people were talking about, like, if you had to play one game for the rest of eternity. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, a bunch of talk about, well, there's servers online. Are other people playing the game? Yeah. Be, like, all that stuff. Minecraft is, like, consistently, like, that might be the one. There's just, there's so much that you can do that mm-hmm. it might actually be like that for me. So many penises you could build. You could build so many different kinds of dicks. Three-dimensional dicks, two-dimensional dicks. The, the, measure, the true measurement of the ability for a, be creative in a video game. Chicks how many ways dicks. how many ways are there for you to draw a penis yeah i mean shooters shooters you need the bullet holes in the wall so yeah. if you if they don't stick around that's bad game zero out of yeah, ten no it's trash <laughs> they have a they need to have a lifetime like their their spawn limit needs to be like at least 200 seconds yeah like i want that dick to be visible <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just Minecraft. Like mm-hmm. I have never thank God. I was like just I I guess I probably missed it by a couple of years like the shitty let's player streaming, not <laughs> streaming at the time, but like uh-huh. You know, just some fucker with a $2 mic just deep throating the thing like sup guys, we're going to do Minecraft let's play today. Just terrible. I had, like, some people my brother's grade. He's four years younger than me. I got there. <laughs> and it was annoying as hell. I don't think any of them ever got into, like, PewDiePie. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I skirted the edge of that. I, I, I want to say generation, but it's not really a generation. I don't know what to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and then Bastion came along. That one... In terms of, like, last... Well, 
lasting effect that's limited to, like, video games, that might be the most influential one, to in, in a way. Because that was, like, the first game I played where I truly considered it, like, a work of art. Like, mm. the graphics were gorgeous, the music was great, the gameplay was good. Like, I didn't just want to play this game. Like, I sat and listened to the soundtrack. I was like, yo, I want to get some paintings of this or some shit. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bast- like, Bastion's soundtrack is quite good. I bought, I have that CD. Yep, I bought that. Yep. So, oh, yeah. I love that same. game. I love yeah, the fucking the narrator in that. Of yeah, just, no, I love the was... mission where he's just saying stuff that he thinks is true that isn't. Yeah. It's super good. And I love that the way it does handles choice at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. It's super good. No, that like in that game total that after that I started looking for that in other games. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, like it's fine, but also where's the magic? Like, <laughs> yeah, it did a thing I had, and I like an idea I'd sort of been interested in, been thinking about was games that can do tell the story through through the gameplay rather than doing a cutscene, and that the the end of Bastion does that with the way you, that final mission works mm-hmm. the final like thing you do uh so that was just super that just stood out to me at the time for sure oh, is like yeah. a thing that i've been thinking about and then this thing is the thing that that does it really is a good example mm-hmm. and then kind of it's not things haven't continued to do it at the pace i would have i would have enjoyed <laughs> but you know shit happens yeah Video so games are hard that was, and I mean, I, I guess like the next one that I can think of in line was like To the Moon, which far less of the gameplay aspect and just like that they can be used as a medium for heavy storytelling, but mm-hmm. it still kind of stems from just Bastion. Like, yeah, okay, games aren't, they don't have to just be like Mario. You don't have to just be running and jumping and doing whatever, like. It really opened my mind to, like, the design space, I suppose. Like, just mm-hmm. how wide of a genre it is. So, that was pretty... That was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's my that's my little bit, I guess. On, on the, nice. I had, like, one and a half more things to talk about. Okay. Um could talk about dota but i'm gonna talk about it's just other hot hot seat type gaming experiences i had with my friends of turn-based computer games that where you would just you would take a turn and then you would pass it off to your to your friend sitting there and then and then take a turn yeah which became like a a huge thing for us and the big games were this game, like nobody's heard of, Deadlock Two Shrine Wars, yeah, which is you're like correct. a. I've never. Um, ever. It's got good. It's got quality, like. Uh, CG like voice stuff of people telling you if you're doing good or or whatnot, and it's sort of like a a Civ esque game, where you you have mm-hmm. cities and you you build up certain like you need your food you need your military production you need your to build art which you can like trade around to improve your your morale or whatever you have your different factions like the tarth who are the super military people who produce extra food because they need to eat extra food because they're fat and their armies are stronger 
You've got the chit chitchen or whatever, like the bug people who just reproduce at a super high rate. You've got like the technology people who have bad health. You've got the the evil people who get who bad morale doesn't stop them from working, and they're like have like Darth Vader breathing apparatuses always, and has hilarious like just good dumb voice acting and stuff and just it was it was fun it was like the one of those civ games that me and my friends got super into specifically because it had hot seat yeah whereas some of the some of the other games were playing like why doesn't this have hot seat what, what's going on where's the fucking what, hot seat mode they would only they would have only have like online multiplayer or something yeah and you're just like that's bullshit i just want hot seat uh, and the other the other big game for us was Heroes of Might and Magic, specifically two and three. Okay. Which so my first experience with Heroes of Might and Magic was with one, and it was like I got I had a Mac at the time, so getting getting games was kind of tough. But I'd gotten this like pack of like a bunch of games, and it had like Command and Conquer and a bunch of garbage. But one of the games in the, and one of the games in there. I think my favorite game that really that was in there was Sim Tower. I had a lot of fun okay. with Sim Tower. Uh, but so original Heroes, Heroes of Might and Magic was in there, and I c- had never played a game like that, so I couldn't figure it out. And Heroes is kind of weird because it's like you've got a city, and you have you build your structures, which build, and each one like builds you a specific type of unit, mm-hmm. and then you have a hero character. And you can hire multiple heroes, but your hero is like, like manages that squad, and then they go out onto a map. You send them on a map. Yeah. But I could, I had never played a game, a turn-based game like that where you ended your turn and then a new turn started. So I just was doing stuff, and then I expended all my money, and I didn't know how to. Hit, I didn't know which button was the end <laughs> turn button because none of the buttons were labeled, so I couldn't figure it out. And I was just like, all right, I guess I'm quitting this game. I can't figure out what to do next. Right on. And it wasn't until I played, like, I played, then I played, like, something like Deadlock, or, or I think, or Civ, maybe first. And then it had an end turn button. I was like, oh, that's the thing. Now I see. <laughs> you have to end your turn, and then the next turn starts. Ah, oh, man. Clever. Um, <laughs> I get it. Turn based strategy. <laughs> Like I say, I was I didn't yeah. think to press the hourglass button <laughs> to go to the next thing. Didn't That's occur to me. I should have I should have pressed all the buttons though. I don't what? I don't know why I didn't do that. <laughs> why I don't have just an end the turn? End the what? What? What do you mean? Oh, um. But good. yeah. But that was that was some fun because you could set up where. You just set up games where, like, you you all were in it, and then there was some AI, and the AI would always be super scary. <laughs> be like, oh no, there's the computer. He's got way more shit than we do. Oh god. <laughs> and we would never play those games to the point, like, we wouldn't really ever finish a game, so it sort of held some of its like magic, like the the computer stayed scary because we never beat it. And and stuff. Yeah. Whereas, like, if we had 
you know, saved a campaign and really played through it and really learned the game, I think it would yeah. have lost some of its yeah, some sure. of its power in terms of like it was mysterious, I would say. But uh those were definitely those were some super fun times of like just trying to stay up as late as he could to keep keep this game going because you knew once it was over you weren't gonna continue it. <laughs> it wasn't gonna yeah. happen. And just like we would like, you know, you know, you're you're waiting between turns while your friend's doing something, and you're like messing with magic cards or whatever, but in in between, mm-hmm. just doing other stuff, hanging out, fun fun times. Oh yeah, is that is it my turn again? Yeah, is that where okay? Yeah, um, gonna like I'm lumping two games together because it was like the same exact time and mm-hmm. you were there uh that'd be arma 3 and payday 2 mm-hmm. yeah like those are my first ever like we're a fucking squad and we're gonna do squad things like we're gonna go we're gonna be a team but we're gonna be a small team and like <laughs> You know, it's two it's two different things. Like Arma, we could have had like thirty fucking people cooperating, but that's stupid. It's that <laughs> janky ass teams of like three and a half. As Peter kept dying. He's <laughs> mostly by tie headshotting him from fucking across the map with a pistol, but um you know, they're just good happened. experiences. Like I, I don't know. I'd never encountered that before. Even in, like, Halo, like, you could have teams of two or teams of five, but it never, you know, it's not it's not the same. Like, yeah. just straight up, like, shooting at someone else. Like, Payday, you know, you got your fucking mission. You got everyone's doing stuff. And then with Arma, just, I don't know. It's not It's not quite, like, survival, but just that same, I guess, kind of concept. Just trying to become the strongest, and then like, oh shit, you're dead. Try again. Yeah, armor has a those playing a squad in armor was like it has a you against the world kind of feel. Yeah, where like yeah, you really still cool. have your goal that like that you're trying to do as your team of like we're gonna get this, we're gonna get this money, and then we're gonna buy some shit. Yeah, or we're gonna go kill these specific people, and then oh god, there are more people. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, you all hear a firefight in the distance. Just you didn't. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know what's gonna happen, and uh, yeah, but you and also like, have like specific goals. It's yeah, like we're gonna a buy a fucking ground. tank. And even when he bought a tank, it was like, well, <laughs> some fucker has a titan. <laughs> so those are just. Or you get bored and shoot each other, you know. Yeah. Enemies on all sides. You get pissed at you get pissed at Ty for something. Finally, you shoot him in the leg. Or you glitch through the through (laughs) the floor and you shoot shoot someone up through the floor. They can't see you. One of the that is uh, like one of my like more specific moments that I think of a lot and still laugh about is when me and Ty were playing. And, you know, he, he tied way more into it than, like, any of us. Like, full mm-hmm. mods, all of his team, like, tactical shit, like, all that. Um, he he does not think it's a game. <laughs> and, he, when, like, I never got, like, super into the, any of the mods, but one of the ones that I got was, like, a radio one. 
So we would turn off like Discord or TeamSpeak or whatever we're using, and you just use in-game voice, or maybe it went through TeamSpeak or something. Basically, it made it sound like you were talking through like the radio. So you mm-hmm. know, like, and then like have the little weird effect on your voice. Mm-hmm. And I was like holding the button down and like eating chips like from the bag. <laughs> And just like, like a monster, the, got it. Yeah, like the thought of what he's hearing on the other end of this, <laughs> like just through the radio static, like, hom, hom. he's like, Are you eating chips through the fucking radio? Like, yeah, I don't know. Just like, it's one of those moments, just a stupid, dumb thing that, like, only Arma, like, we're in a hell, or when, when Ty crashed the helicopter into a mountain because he was looking at the guardrails and how they were reflecting things. Just ridiculous nonsense that happened. Uh, good times. Yeah. I actually did reinstall Payday 2. Just saying. Might be a, th- I still, might be a thing. I'm, a little bit. I still have it installed. Pretty sure. I probably... That's probably like my... Aside from Skyrim due to modding, that's probably my most, like, uninstalled slash reinstalled <laughs> game. Like... Man, this game is fucking ass on install. Two weeks later, you not maybe not you. I don't think you've ever said it, but like Paul or someone or Ty will be like, Man, we should do payday again. Like, yeah, okay, I'll install it. And then it never <laughs> happens that I uninstall it again. <laughs> yeah. So. Now that I have extra hard drive space, I'm less I don't really <laughs> uninstall multiplayer stuff if I think there's yeah. a chance. Just because uh, it's such a pain. Yeah, those those nice squad games. Um, the last one I'm talking about is Heroes of the Storm. So if you're talking about that as well, we can just. Like, I, I just before that. I, w- I feel like I need to talk some uh, Dota. Some yeah, where it started. Yeah, yeah. So technically, Dota started both. With, like, on StarCraft custom games, with this thing called Aeon of Strife, I think is the the original. But my time with StarCraft custom games was pretty... Li- I mostly did, like, like no rush. Like, just playing that game was a bit more about, like, just... I like building shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I had... Like, one, some of my most fun times with that game were playing the N64 version with my friend... And weirdly, like, you could only do three-player games in that, which is hilarious. But we would do um, us two versus the computer, and we would just turtle. (laughs) We would just build until we couldn't build anymore (laughs) and just try and live. Yeah. Uh, Like, true heroes. Yeah, Um, that's how they always win in the end. (laughs) Yeah. You just hide behind a wall, and then that eventually... The enemy expunges all its resources, and you go over and knock them over. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but then Warcraft 3, the custom game stuff was more... It was better. Like, the, the interface of... They gave you a list of games, which is such a good idea that they hadn't redone, that Dota 2 literally finally just fixed their custom games things by just copying it that after trying different methods just a list of games that people are playing is actually the better way to do that because those are the games people are actually playing 
rather than these are the popular things that people might play. Um, so I would just go in and one of my favorite things was and playing that game, even though I loved, I loved the the main story and stuff that was fun too. But my, most of my fun was going in and playing random games, like whether it was tower defense or my favorite was like castle defense where you had a, you basically, you had a hero unit and there were like everyone, there were like four sides and two people were to a side to guard from oncoming waves of enemies and you would just try and live. But because it was just random custom games where someone was hosting, like someone would fuck up and then leave and then the game would break because they would yeah. try to switch hosts and everyone would get kicked. <laughs> so there was like it's that struggle. Yep. Uh, but so the big the biggest map from that stuff was was Dota. And that it became its own own thing of hero units you buy you go on the map you buy sh- items to get more powerful through these three waves and i was like i i messed with it a bunch but then also like people started making all kinds of dota games like i played i had like a whole collection of different weird dotas i'd f- seen people play like once <laughs> like oh. they, they were, i'd like seen this game once and like they were couple people playing and everyone had left and then they never really got imagine, to play a full game of it imagining like a real janky setups yeah they're just like just totally cool. unbalanced heroes like just weird stuff like some of them were like i remember one that was just like a giant like way too big map and like all the t- you could like upgrade all the towers yourself, and <laughs> there were too many lanes. You're just like, what is going on? I'm just like I'm over excited. here trying to. Just someone took the time to make this, but it didn't it didn't work out. So then, <laughs> the with uh, the expansion back Frozen Throne, eventually the Ver- Dota All Stars got made, which kind of pulled from. A couple different Dota st- things. I like it was like it was like the prince in principle was like we're taking the best heroes and we're making the game, like the all stars of of Dota, and that's yeah. like the blueprint for what became Dota Two. And it was it was it had like it had its differences from what like regular Dota that kept getting upgraded for for the original Warcraft Three was. Um, but so that was the thing of like, I like this, it's like weird and hard and you're never actually playing a full game. Like you usually were hoping forget like for out of five people, you're hoping three people stuck around. So everyone had a lane and you could get your, your gold (laughs) without fighting for it. Hell yeah. Cause, Cause it had the. Because it had all the all the quirks of Dota. Most of them come from that it was running the Warcraft Three engine of getting gold from minions by killing them, which came from yeah. the the way you would creep farm to level your heroes up in Warcraft Three. And like, I would. So there were also nights where like we I would play with my friends. Where like at that point we would all have like my friend would have like three computers in his house, like one laptop, two desktops, and we would all log in join the same game of Dota and just, and, and try and, and win that way. It would be ringers basically. 
would be organized in a world of chaos. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> oh man. Uh, but it's not like we were that good at the game or anything. Uh, so mixed results, I would yeah. say. <laughs> um, but yeah, super fun. And then, uh, so when like when Dota two was it? So then like so I loved that game, and then PVP in WoW kind of filled the the hole in my heart as that that game got older and less people played it, and I just was kind of moving on to other stuff. But I was kind of kept keeping my eye out on different versions of Dota that were like were coming out as games, and like like I remember when when League came out as like a thing you would buy in a store for like twenty dollars or something. But but I I was like, eh, but it's not actually Dota. And I was like waiting for for like, so Dota two got announced. I was like super excited, and then I played that too early it wasn't it clearly wasn't like there yet i was like uh this isn't this isn't this isn't has, has isn't have the correct feel yet it's not yeah. it's not there and like a couple years later it comes out and it and it hits but the other th- the thing that got me super interested though was during whatever le- there were legal battles over who really owned dota and like which part of it hinged on a forum post one of the creators owners of it had said were like, Oh, it's open source now. Like anyone can do what they want before and then he went on to like sell his idea to So there's there's complicated stuff with the legal the legal stuff with whether Valve had the rights to do it whether or Blizzard did because technically it was their game. Mm-hmm. And it came down with like so Dota 2 is allowed to be called Dota. It's it's just Dota. Like, originally Dota stood for Defense of the Ancients. That was the name of the map. But Dota 2 isn't Defense of the Ancients. It's not allowed to be called Defense of the Ancients. It's only Dota. Yeah, it's just Dota. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like just the... its, own, its own name. And they had to it's change like a bunch of, of the character names, too, to not, to not completely like coincide a, yeah, with like the... It's like the FFA... We're yeah. not the future farmers of America anymore. Well, but they had you? we're the yeah. FFA. <laughs> but they had like the right to create a Dota game, whereas Blizzard only had the right to create a mod, a Dota mod technically. So the thing that was first announced that Do- Blizzard was going to do is they were going to make Blizzard All Stars for StarCraft Two. As a StarCraft Two custom game. Okay. And the thing. StarCraft 2 custom games, they kind of fucked up how that works, and it never... I don't know. I never got into it, and it never seems like it it took off in the same way that Warcraft 3's custom game stuff. It just was... It's its own thing. Like, people have done crazy stuff. Like, there was someone who tried to build an MMO in the fucking custom game space. Jesus. Like, people have done weird stuff, but it it was... I never could wrap my head around it. Yeah. So, eventually, what, what Blizzard... And Blizzard never made Blizzard All-Stars. It just never happened. So eventually mm-hmm. what they announced was Heroes of the Storm. Oh, the, we came full circle. They they changed the, the name, and it was going to be a standalone thing. And I guess because it... there are, I think there are things in which they changed enough of the design that it wasn't... It did no longer conflicted with the, the, the copyright or whatever. The, mm-hmm. the legal stuff. 
So that's what they made. And I played that super early. And I played, like, two games as Rainer. And it was like, this is too early. <laughs> this is not ready yet. Yeah. Uh, and then it wasn't until... I don't even remember what the impetus was to start... When I start, I got back into it. When it became, like, a thing. It was definitely with the beta. But, yeah. uh... Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember the the inciting, inciting incident at all. But that kind of just got back and in, got into the beta. We had a whole, like a lot of people were playing it in the community of Burning Barrel, yeah. and uh, it, I had a super good time. But it wasn't really until it got released, and then like in its second year, then I got like I got into it. Then I stopped because I got tired of it. And then it, I came back to it, and then it was, and it had gotten, it got better. Like it, then it sort sort of in year two of its release, it kind of became the game it is now, and became the 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 constant addictive force in my life <laughs> that it is yeah. now. Um, so I had tried League of Legends like a long ass time ago, when it like took the world by storm. Yeah, and I. Admittedly, I probably never gave it a fair chance, but I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I got in, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing at all, even a little. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it's not that it's not a good game. I just don't want to take the time to make it a good game for me. <laughs> so I just yeah, like, my dropped thing, it. My thing with League is looking at it by myself, I've just... It was like this is gonna take forever to unlock all these characters. There's yeah. a the the I didn't like the talent tree thing that looked exactly like the World of Warcraft talent trees, where you had to like upgrade your account to unlock certain things, which mm-hmm. felt like which felt like the Call of Duty type of progression, which I also just don't like of this competitive multiplayer thing that you have to play play a lot of to unlock stuff. Even though, whatever, I'm fine. For some reason, I'm fine with World of Warcraft, which is its own weird thing. But it's just because I inherently like the grind of that. So that there's this bonus multiplayer thing at the end of that, I'm cool with. It's when it's just this multiplayer thing and this grind that yeah. just like I'm less. It's it's again. It's like upfronting your explanation stuff. It's like you're you're presenting me with too much off the gate. Hmm. And it just but, uh, so it just didn't click the way Dota two all the heroes were free. That was like, that was like a big thing yeah. for with that one for me. Why that one, that one grabbed me at the time. Whereas Blizzard had the, uh, it's Blizzard, so I forgave yeah. some stuff. And then uh, I I tried Dota two real briefly and also just like gave it a bit more of a chance, but not much. And just still, like, eh, maybe this genre is just not for me. That's a thing. Like whatever. Yeah. No, then, when uh, I got when I super got into Dota 2, it was with the idea I went, I'm going to play this game for 100 hours and at the un- end of 100 hours I'll have kind of a grasp on it. That yeah. was my that was my approach I mean, to specifically Dota yeah. 2. Is having played all these Dota games and like knowing how complicated and hard it is. It's like I'm just going to play a shit ton of this game and mm-hmm. at that point I'll probably have an okay grasp. Yeah. But hanging out at a magic, like probably pre-release or some bullshit, mm-hmm. and like me and Crump are there 
friend Mike is there, and we're talking. At one point, he's like, "You guys ever heard of Heroes of the Storm?" Like, uh, not even a little. Like, no clue. He's like, "So, it's a MOBA." And I, I probably immediately I was like, "Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I don't care." <laughs> he's like, "No." Like that's what I said too. And I'm like, "Yeah, play. I've tried League like real briefly. I tried Dota two real briefly. Just from the get go, did not seem like something I wanted to do." He's like, no, 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 no. Like, same exact thing. But this one's good. It's Blizzard. It's good. And I'm like, yeah, you're a pretty good friend. Yeah, I'll try it. And here I am. <laughs> like, and I suppose for me in the way that it's influential is it's probably the first game since Halo 3 where I want to be good at it. Like, I want to be good at it. Like, not not a when I say competitive level. Like, I don't want to fucking win tournaments. I don't yeah, care. yeah, yeah. But, like, if I could, like, I, I remember when you hit Diamond and we, like, talked about that a little bit and you said, like, yeah, I just, like, played HOTS all the time. Like, <laughs> constantly. I kind of feel that way. Like, I just want to, like, play Heroes. I want to play Heroes with people. I want to talk about Heroes. Yeah, I just want to play a shitload of hots. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it, the yeah for me with all these online games like that, my my impetus for being good is I want to be able to jump in and like do well and like be able to win. Like that was always my approach to fighting games online. Is I want to be able to hop into a random match and feel like I have a chance to win. Yeah, that's like because that's a good feeling because that's fun. And if when you play those games and you're not there, it's like it's a different thing because you have to like I'm just trying to learn while I'm getting my face kicked in. It's a different thing, but like yeah. th- there's that hump, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of a redemption for me, honestly, because <laughs> I tried playing Halo Three competitive. You might recall that I also had slightly above dial-up internet, uh-huh. so there were a lot of like kicked slash dropped games. You don't yeah. come back from that. There, it got to a point where literally just to like get a, a pseudo rank, like you know one of the divisions instead of the full tier or whatever, like it would I would win like fifteen games in a row, and just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, just how many games I had dropped? It it dropped me so low. I could never, never catch up. <laughs> Even though like my skill was there, like I would play. And it would be like skill is definitely there. Like I'd be checking people's profiles. I'm like, oh shit, this guy is like max level. I'm still doing okay. <laughs> uh huh. But then my internet would crash, and like all the skill of the world would help. <laughs> so it all falls apart. So now, I have the internet. I have the drive. <laughs> Not necessarily the time, but yeah. When does that ever stop me? Uh, all the times you don't have time to play. That's when it's stopping you. That's it. It definitely does stop me at those <laughs> points. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I apparently just wanted that way worse than I wanted the uh, podcast tonight. So I mean, yeah, it's true. You did at really podcast my... time. You did say I'm playing Hots. You, if you want in, <laughs> like I have been said, apparently just really wanted to play Hots all day. It happens. 
I've I might have played my fair share of hots. Yeah. May I may have played too much hots. No. Oh. So no and the thing, then. the thing that I like about MOBAs as a game to keep playing is I kind of always feel like I'm learning, mm-hmm. getting like there's always more more stuff to like improve on and like learn and get better. And the the learning ceiling was certainly felt higher in Dota. There's like more stuff, but there's stuff about the feel of HOTS that I've gotten used to that I prefer. And uh, the quickness of the games is a huge thing. Oh, yeah. Like 20 minute games are way better than hour games that are bad. Like the, Mm -hmm. the, the lows of Dota are much lower. I've, the highs can be higher, but the the lows are certainly lower, and the yeah. lows are like what what stop you from from wanting to go back. I would say. Yep. So that so that the lows are just not that not that bad in Hots. It it, it lets me keep uh, going with it. Also, the frequency with which they patch that game and make a change oh, yeah. no, is, is huge. Quite like often, it, nothing. If something's broken, it's never broken for too long. Uh, My F. <laughs> look, they had they nerfed her. I mean, they had I to know. keep nerfing it, her. It wasn't. It it's wasn't. So... It wasn't too long. She was broken, and it wasn't too long. Yeah, it's just long but... enough to enjoy. Yeah, just long enough to enjoy. <laughs> I also came in on Garrosh when <laughs> when they changed him completely, but mm. it's still it's still fine. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think they've ruined anything. No, they've been they've been good about uh, making broken heroes that are fun, and then finding ways to bring them back down to earth, but keeping them yeah fun. And they're just kind of weird about what they do. This brawls are inconsistent, whether they're fun or not. Yeah, I'll certainly say. Yeah, that's certainly, the thing. They certainly leave me wanting a uh, pretty often because. What I really want, what I really want is like to get back to that feeling I got from like Warcraft Three custom games, and Dota Two Two has tried, but it hasn't. I should mess with it again because I haven't really done it since they they updated it and theoretically fixed a lot of stuff. Like they got dedicated servers for mm. their custom games, but um. Also, there was a Warcraft Three PTR patch the other week. Like a month. Yeah, I remember. and I I played I played in a they introduced the ability to play twenty four player custom maps. <laughs> so I played on like someone had thrown together an early map, and you could tell it was early because two people spawned on top of each other. It was oh, great. Yeah. Also, Grubby was in the game, who's professional streamer yeah. and Warcraft three pro player. You and just everyone on his team fed him money, including me. <laughs> so he just he just kind of walked out. Also, it was a ten v thirteen v one because people are stupid and can't. When you give them the ability to choose their team, even when someone says "Let's make two teams," someone is gonna do. It. They're yeah. not good, and someone's gonna get bored and just start the game because you know. Well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that happened. But it was a fun time. I'm looking forward to that game being uh, back on the... To being on the Blizzard launcher and being a thing people play 
regularly. Because mm-hmm. I like StarCraft, but StarCraft's custom maps are not are not as fun. They're they're yeah. a little too jank in certain ways. Like there's a whole thing of with StarCraft custom maps of like figuring of like turning off the lights so that you can stack buildings. Because if you place a building where another building is while the lights are off, meaning the whole map is black, you can stack them. But then you have to turn I mean, the light back on so like you can a, see. Sounds like <laughs> it's a feature. Like, it's just like these maps, these cu- custom maps are built around these fucking jank designs. It's like, great, come on. It's a little too much. It's a little too much to go back to raw, I would say. Mm-hmm. But, so, but you know, yeah. those sound like the games that influenced us. There, there are some others, like Counter Strike, oh, that yeah. I didn't mention. But yeah, you know, it's already been like two hours. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is already double length, so I think it's a good place to call it. Yeah. Well, you know, we got our what do we have? Books, movies, TV, TV, right? And probably gonna be probably music maybe also yeah Something yeah we can yeah music is probably a good one yeah but yeah so this will be th- those will come at some point we will eventually we'll f- fit them into our th- theoretical rotation mm-hmm. but well, for that, now for now get smoked noobs oh shit got him you can email us at saltcirclepodcast at gmail.com. You can watch us at soundcloud.com slash saltcircle. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music at Salt Circle Podcast. And we're on Twitter at saltcirclepod. And I'm on Twitter at comic panels. I'm on Twitter at bean underscore LP. Also, we've done a couple movie episodes, so technically they can kind of watch. Are we, are we ending on that? Are we ending on that? <laughs>